0: This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking massacre in China.
1: Welcome back to the wartime diaries of Mini Votrin and Sen Shui Fang. Christmas has arrived in Nanking. Minnie rejects the notion that they are experiencing hell on earth, yet amid the holiday celebrations, Chinese men are still shot and women are still abducted. With the cold weather setting into her bones, Sen chronicles the ever-worsening conditions of Jinling College and its burgeoning refugee population. Christmas Eve, 1937, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin.
0: The day before Christmas, about 10 o'clock, I was called to my office to interview the high military advisor for the division. Fortunately, he had an interpreter with him, an old Chinese interpreter for the embassy. The request was that they be allowed to pick out the prostitute women from our 10,000 refugees. They said they wanted 100. They feel if they can start a regular licensed place for the soldiers, then they will not molest innocent and decent women. After promising they would not take any of the latter, we permitted them to begin their search. The advisors sitting in my office during the search After a long time, they finally secured twenty-one. Some, they think, made off when they heard such a search was to be made, and some are still hiding. Group after group of girls have asked me if they will select the other seventy-nine from the decent girls, and all I can answer is that they will not do so if it is in my power to prevent it. This afternoon, Mary has been decorating a Christmas tree in the room for our Christmas services. have chosen a north-facing room upstairs for which I have a heavy green curtain for the one window. The room is lovely now with its heavenly bamboo, its Christmas tree, its red Christmas scrolls. This evening at 6.30, we had a simple Christmas service. There with only ourselves and Mrs. Sen's daughter-in-law and four children. The little children enjoyed the simple gifts. It was wrong not to have something for them, although the grandmother did not approve. Tomorrow we shall use the room four times for other groups. At 4.30, went over to the University of Nanking to check out the report that a number of weeping women brought to me. They were told that a number of men have been selected out from refugees and are to be killed unless they are identified at once. Many women are faced with a terrible dilemma, to stay with their husbands and be raped by soldiers when their husbands are turned out of house at point of bayonet, or to come to Jinling and leave their husbands. The latter then runs risk of being carried off and killed. Stray groups of soldiers have almost ceased to come to the campus since we have the guard and patrol at the gate. This lessens the strain for me a great deal. Great fires still light up the southern and eastern sky. Evidently, all shops are being thoroughly looted and then burned. I do not want to see Nanking, for I am sure it is a desolate waste. People say conditions in city are somewhat better. Still no connection with outside world. I learned this from calling at American Embassy today.
1: Now the same day from Sen's perspective.
2: Yesterday, the soldiers guarding the gate were better. The situation on the street is improving. Those bad soldiers left and went to Suzhou to fight. The day before yesterday, the Japanese authorities said they would protect people. It is difficult to enforce. I don't think they would do it. Every day, the Japanese soldiers loot outside and take everything, even searching for a few cents, including coins they take from women. They're extremely poor. Today, a certain Japanese staff officer came here with several Chinese to find prostitutes. If prostitutes would engage in their profession outside, the soldiers would not frequent the refugee camps to find nice girls to molest. This kind of talk has some merit. There are a number of prostitutes here, so we let them look, and several Chinese in the group could identify prostitutes. During two days recently, some Japanese prostitutes arrived. Under the circumstances, the soldiers can do whatever they like. Chinese people Being humiliated is the government's fault. It is really sad. Today, it's very cold. The soldiers guarding the gate were given two stoves to keep warm. No more charcoal. My room also had a fire in the stove. I cannot stand the cold. My feet are frozen and it is difficult to walk. Everywhere is cold. It is even colder for people sleeping on the verandas. It is really pitiful. These people have no self-esteem and it is despicable. No one lives in a high school dormitory or in number 400 building except for four blind girls. If we let the refugees occupy these two buildings, we would not be able to sleep nor conduct business. They are not allowed to leave in the library because of the wood flooring. The six buildings they are occupying will cost seven or eight thousand dollars to repair later on. All the walls need to be repaired, being entirely covered with snot. There are lies too. Several days ago, two men came with three sheep that belonged to the foreign gentleman. Shortly, we're going to slaughter and eat them. Otherwise, the Japanese soldiers will take them. Very few groceries are for sale on the streets. Quite a few items from Nanking. But there's still not enough food for the future. I have to hide the diary every time after I write, fearing it will be confiscated by the Japanese soldiers. So does Vautrin. Today another child died after a long illness. Every day there are births, deaths, and sicknesses. They are unavoidable among some ten thousand people.
1: Christmas Day from Vautrin's Diary.
0: At Christmas dinner today, Searle Bates said he had been trying to write an article on Christmas in Hell. It really has not been that for us here at Jinling. In fact, we have had some bits of heaven on our campus, although the day certainly has been different from any Christmas I have ever experienced at Jinling. The night again was one of peace. With our guard of 25 at the gate patrolling both Han Kao and Ninghai roads, for the first time in weeks and weeks, I slept soundly through the night. In the South Studio at 7:30 this morning, we had a wonderful prayer meeting led by F Chen. Every hymn we sing has a meaning to us now, and we eagerly accept the comfort and strength it gives. There were 9 of us present including Big Wang No one thinks of preparing a talk for a prayer meeting these days. We pray for the deep longings in our hearts. At 12.30, Blanche and I went over to Buck home for Christmas dinner. Grace Bauer was also a guest. Searle and C. Riggs were called out again and again to go either to university or to a residence to rescue a truck, a group of men or some women. They spend their days doing such tasks now. Going over, I had an interesting experience. Just as we went out to the gate, a woman came imploring me to save her daughter, who had just been taken from their home. I hurried along in the direction she showed me and went south on Shanghai Road, only to be told they had turned north. Just as I started north, I saw Mills in a car, halted him, And got in with the mother and Blanche. Soon we saw two soldiers going along with the girl following. As soon as she saw me she turned and appealed for help and then when she saw her mother she rushed into the car. The soldier seeing what had happened was quite insistent that we had mistreated him, sat in mill seat and refused to get out. An officer came along who understood some English and he tried, in what seemed to us an unnecessarily gentle way, to get the soldiers out and let us go. It was not until Mill said he was sorry we had taken the girl that he let us go on. At two this afternoon, a very successful Christmas was held for campus servants in the Little Christmas Chapel, Miss Wang in charge. At 3, Ms. Lowe had a Christmas service for the Christian neighborhood women and some refugee families on campus. At 7 this evening, Ms. Chuey had a Christmas service for the day school pupils and the other children who have helped her in the service corps. We could do nothing for the large group of refugees. Impossible to handle. Tonight we have no guard. Our police has been sent to us from the embassy. Soldiers are being moved out of the city. Some of our refugees going home. Although SMB says it has been a bad day at the University of Nanking. So far as taking women is concerned.
1: The same day from Sen's Diary.
2: Today is Christmas. All the teachers had a morning prayer. It used to be held at 7.30 daily. And today is a bit special. There were services for the servants at noon, Miss Low's congregations in the afternoon, and Xue Yuling's youth service court at night. All were held in the high school. Vulture and Tuanam decorated a room for the services. Last night there was a tea party for teachers and the children of my family also attended. Voltron was on guard outside the room, nor did I attend the party in fear that soldiers would barge in. Mr. Bates and others invited four of us, Voltron, Tuanam, Wu, and me for dinner. Tuanam and I did not go in order to watch the campus, fearing soldiers coming. Besides, I have no appetite. I'm really sad about this kind of situation whenever I think about it. During the past two days, although fewer soldiers came, the situation in people's homes was still the same. The soldiers guarding here have been transferred out. Only one military police and one police remain. At night, Mr. Mills came here and slept in Chen Rong's room because Chen was scared. When the guarding soldiers were here, Chang Zifu let them use his room. Most of the things in the room belonged to his relatives and friends and were taken away by those soldiers, including military uniforms and other things. Vo Chun heard that Chang Zifu had these things in his room. Fortunately, Mr. Shen's home it's not looted, because Mr. Shah guards a doorway, which makes it impassable. The room had things that belonged to Chinese government personnel, those civilian officers. Today, there are so many patients. Most have diarrhea.
1: On the next episode, Votrin and Sen are more exhausted than ever. Sen, the only nurse, is overworked from caring for the sick and delivering newborns. Over 10,000 refugees occupy Jinling College, but fewer are arriving. The Japanese brutality has abated some, and the two women relish in this small semblance of peace. Thanks for listening.